1: Recorded live. Yes, we are live and back, baby. The film list. You got a list? Send it to me at thefilmlist at gmail.com. Proud collaborator with or the DVR Podcasting Network. The film list is taken on by new ownership. Sorry for the audio quality. I still haven't set up my podcasting equipment, my new place. So I was like, haven't done a podcast with Mr. Axel Foley since the early Westworld days and I was like let's do an old school on the phone talk shoe clown for our dedicated listeners and for us to catch up. So now with me live, live from Oregon, it's Mr. Axel Foley. Hello, Foley.
0: Here I am solo. Here we are. We're always talking about our fantastic uh, fidelity and quality, but we're back old school. We're talk shoe clowns. I'm sitting here at a five-star uh, hotel in uh, Oregon that my wife had a uh, conference at, so me and the kid came for a night, and I said, you know what? I'm still film-listing it, baby, because I'm dedicated.
1: Oh, you're at a hotel. I was wondering, when you texted me about a conference, I thought, Carrie set up a conference call for us to, to, to record. <laughs> no, no. She's at a conference. So
0: I'm at this awesome hotel. Um, nice. It's called uh, the Allison uh, in Oregon. And uh, we're just basically just hung out here with the kid. We went, you know, we drove around town a little bit. Then we walked all, it's like um, it's in wine country here, but it's still kind of close to other stuff. And, uh we went in the pool and then we had lunch together. It was a real it's like a you don't really even have to leave the hotel, you know, it has everything here for you. Yeah. So it's pretty cool.
1: I like that. Uh is yeah. is Perry still uh has she gotten over uh Syracuse beating her Duke Blue Devils last week? Uh,
0: you know, it's so funny. She said to me, she's like, I haven't even watched Duke this year that or that much and I was like, Yeah, I wonder why. They suck. Well, they don't They're having a decent well, year. But they're like 17th, though, right? Yeah, well, for Duke standards, yes. Yeah. So for her, that's, you know, and she was like, yeah, they're not good this year. Because in, they're like New England Patriots fans, you know? Like, the only good season is when you win the championship because they've gotten used to it. They're not like, uh, you know, us Cowboys and Jets fans where we're like, just want to make the playoffs.
1: Well, I used to, back when I was in college and high school, I That's wasn't, true. the Cowboys were that, but yeah, it's been true. Uh, God, 20, 20 some odd years now, so yeah, yeah. but uh, oh man, so we got a lot of catch up on buddy, so la- last week podcasted about uh, the DVR network launched somewhat, right, and, yeah, uh,
0: we're, we're 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 getting it off the ground. We're building up momentum. I think Westworld was good. We're doing this, and Aaron and I are going to do um, the leftovers.
1: Yeah. So um, as I moved my podcasting equipment, we had a rough episode doing Westworld, and I just I just we couldn't get it going with the, my internet connection and my computer screwed up. So DJ Timmy Hines took over. And uh, you guys did an amazing job rounding out the season. And so I finally, (laughs) we finally found a podcasting desk for me. So we're ordering it this Sunday. It should be in next week. So I'm going to go and set everything up, the mixing board and everything, so we can get the sound quality back and we could get a lot of, uh, you know, podcasting going.
0: Yeah, baby, I'm looking forward to it. It's good to be here. This is like a warm-up, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like the catch-up, and then we, you know, it's just uh, we we got a lot of things planned. Um, We do have a caller in the chat. Beverly Sterling has a quick question for us, Axel. Do we we want to chance it? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right, Beverly, you're on with Axel and Heath. Welcome to the film list. Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh, uh,
0: I'm oh, oh, sorry. Did you guys talk about dirt bike stuff?
1: Dirt bike dirt stuff? Bike, the, the, the dirt bike champions. The dirt bike uh, champion. You know, we used to back in the 70s before podcasting, but we haven't really gotten to it lately. Oh, Tali likes to go dirt biking. He like boobs. All right. That sounds oh awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks
0: for calling, buddy.
1: Thanks for calling. Evidently, Beverly Sterling is a, a male. At first, I thought it was Donald.
0: But... I totally thought it was Donald, dude.
1: I was—that's yeah, why did. I started laughing. I was like, "It's Donald." Oh, that's brilliant. See, in the old lost days, it would have been like, "Who is this? What are you doing now?" It's like, I love it. <laughs> that was fun. That was funny. Funny. Call 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 in if you uh wouldn't you got more dirt bike information. oh, they left the chat, okay, so <laughs> so just to catch everyone up uh Axel moved to l Oregon. most people know that um, I haven't done a film list since September when Anna, Wendy, and Donald were in California, and we went to the Lost concert, yep, yeah, uh, and Glenn of course lives in Burbank, so he was there. Uh, in October, me and Lady Solo finally found our place, moved in. It's still a work in progress uh, just because she's been so busy. I've been so busy. It's just like our schedules are all over the map. Um, but uh, ooh, I like that heavy breathing, Axel. I feel like uh, I, I want to be tickled. Oh, solo, Solo, <laughs> Solo.
0: I'm live so, on the podcast. Oh, Lachlan wants to come on the podcast. Oh, get them on. Get them on. What? Where are your clothes? Where's my clothes? Oh, your clothes is in the drawer. We're live on the film list right here. Hey, Lachlan. <laughs> uh-huh. Say hi. Lock. Say hi
1: to, to, say hi to Uncle, Heath. Uncle Heath. Uncle Hey, Lachlan. Right on cue. I love it. All right. We got it, baby. Oh, right, that's Quiet great. now, pal. All right. Say
0: goodnight <laughs> to Uncle
1: Heath. Goodnight, Uncle Heat. Right. Oh, good night, buddy. All right, that was fun. Dude. That just that just that just <laughs> that just made my month.
0: You know what, dude? Right. Um, I looked yesterday, and the last time you and I did a film list was December, uh-huh. December of 2014. What? Yeah. Oh my god. When it was just you and me. Now I did a couple like we did one where I think we did like some kind of lost thing and, and when, and Anna and Wendy, or I jumped on or, and then there was something else. Um, But the last time we did it was December of 2014, just me and you. And we talked about, uh, I looked it up. What did we talk? I think we talked, I think we did like an, um, our favorite TV shows,
1: Oh, of the uh, year! Yeah, of the year. Yep. Oh my God! You know what's funny? Even though that was 2014, i had been thinking about it this year, and I'm like, oh, we've got to start jotting that down because I always forget, um, you know, what I've what I really love because yeah. especially the short seasons and then they go away, and I'm just like, oh man, because I figure we should do that soon, but uh, yeah, we got we got we got some plans. Uh, for the film list being part of the DVR podcasting network, we'll announce those in the future as we're building, and uh, I'm excited. And so uh, I got I got a qu- first question for you, Mr. Folo. Hit me, baby. What, what did you think about that Oscars blunder? Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway, La La Land. Oh wait, it's Moonlight.
0: Yeah, that was um, – I mean, I, you know, in the end, it's – a. I mean, overall, I guess my thoughts are it's a mistake. Mistakes happen, and even the, the best – I mean, it's live TV, you know? And yeah. um, it's actually surprising that something like that doesn't happen more often.
1: Right, um, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, what was he supposed to do? You got two people up there who are – shaky at best you know like and it's a, it's a nervous situation for anyone you know that place is huge i just i mean it, it it did detract it didn't moonlight i wish they would have cleared the stage i wish that jimmy um what's his name jimmy uh, kimmel jimmy kimmel had taken control had said just gone up to the mic and said listen mistakes happen but this is hollywood and the show must go on. So you know what? Let's give Moonlight their due. La La Land, we're so sorry that this mistake was happened. Everybody, can we please have a cheer for La La Land? Then they all sit down and then Jimmy Kimmel just takes the envelope and says, Oscar for Best Picture goes to Moonlight. And then they get to come on stage and do their thing, you know? Um, but mistakes happen,
1: you know? Yeah. And in fairness, <laughs> that, that would be the perfect thing to do. I think it was so shocking that yeah. he did the best he could. He's like, Warren, yeah. what did you do? And it wasn't even Warren's fault. He, he just yeah. Well, he handed it to Faye Dunaway, and she just saw La La Land. It just, oh, my God. But my question for you is, and not to get too hot-button topic, but what if Moonlight had been announced, and then it was corrected that it was La La Land? Do you think there would have been more of a, oh, the white Oscars, the whole, you know, that whole thing from last year? Do you think that would have been more of a big story?
0: I mean, I think
1: possibly, and I think
0: that it, I mean, of of course there would have been because people, not just the media, but people, we all look for that angle, that thing to talk about. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm sure people would have said that. I mean, there's crazy, I mean, you know, the way today is is going with everybody so oppositional, I'm sure something like that would have occurred. It's interesting, though, because I think La La Land is a particular type of, like, Hollywood self-congratulatory type of film that I think a lot of critics, especially those that, or from, like, the East Coast were shitting Mm -hmm. on that movie as soon as it came out. Sure. You know? I mean, so it is a particular case when you have such a powerful film like Moonlight that has such meaning to people. For some, it's like life and death, you know? Yeah. And La La Land is really a... There's nothing wrong with it, but it's a celebration of film really more than anything else, you know? Um, So I could see people. I I think people were out for La La Land to begin with. I didn't, honestly, I've only read about it and I've read spoilers because I really don't, I probably won't see it. I'm just not into musicals. Uh, Did you get to see it?
1: No, you know, I have the screener, but we still, we just haven't. Yeah. I still have That? that in Hell or High Water. Sitting there that I wouldn't want to watch. Hell or high water is great. Yeah, I'm so excited to watch that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Unfortunately, I mean I've seen the arrival. um, Mm -hmm. But before we, but um, to to button this up, you know, it's funny because it's you know it's days later and it's I I was shocked. I actually fell asleep during the best uh, part of the program, and then I woke up and I heard George Pranacchio saying geez, what a mess up and blah, blah. I'm like, what? So I rewound the DVR and I'm like, Oh my gosh. But I just, yeah. you know, I thought of the racial racial dynamic. If Moonlight would have got ousted by La La Land, uh, you know, it, I guess it would have more of a, you know, kind of a, uh, geez, what, what did they do in it? But at the same time, uh, Moonlight I think was should have won best picture and, uh, out of out of what was nominated. It was a fantastic film. And uh, like you said, it had a lot of meaning. And it's just, I think that's a movie we'll, we'll be talking about in five, ten years versus, because uh, Bill Simmons does a great thing. We should award Oscars five years later to see what, yeah. you know, when you look at winners and you're like, the artist won. Oh, my God. You know, they were talking about that, like Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan. and yeah. And I, I kind of like that premise. Like, yeah, well, you know, would La La Land be talked about ten years from now, or Moonlight? You know, so um, that's interesting. That's
0: a good point, Solo. I think you know, uh, yeah. I mean, look, dude, when you think about the all like for our generation, the all-time worst best picture is Crash, right? Like, yeah. I remember when that won, and I was just like, "What the?" I had seen that movie, and I was like, "This is like a freaking after-school special." It's <laughs> so transparent. It's so it's written so poorly. The characters are total stereotypes there. And I know people would explain, well, it's an allegory. i say, yeah, I understand that, but it's still garbage. Um,
1: yeah, Lo- you know. Land... I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I liked Crash, but you're right. Now, that'd be a straight-to-DVD movie. Yeah. But because of the cast, you know, Sandra Bullock, Matt Dillon, I mean, it's a great cast. Um Sandy Newton. I mean, there's a but it, it just Don Cheadle. It just uh, yeah. It was. I remember liking it, but you know I haven't revisited it. And uh, it was yeah. You're right. It, it, when we talk in Best Picture, like I of course are still mad. A Few Good Men didn't win an Unforgiven one, but Unforgiven's a great film. I've admitted that yeah. now, but I still think A Few Good Men's better. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, and then when the English Patient won, I. I just was not a fan of the English patient. That's when yeah. I started kind of getting like, "What well, the?" But I, anyway. you know,
0: you know, the thing is for me, and you know, a lot of times on Twitter or whatnot, and in public too, because I actually talk to people outside of Twitter. Um. I I kind of rail against the comic book movies and how many they make and how much how much um. They take away from the opportunities for other films. And that is the only reason. I mean, there's two reasons, really. The one reason is I think they could do better. Like, I Mm -hmm. think they make kind of junky movies that are, like, mediocre at best. And the number two reason is because if it wasn't comic book movies, it would be something else. You know, it would be westerns or romance. It's just Hollywood we see now when you look at that though all those films nominated for best picture Mm
1: -hmm. there's
0: really only a couple of them that will stand the test of time even but then when you look back at like you know the 70s and the 80s and you see like all five of the films nominated you kind of remember them winning because they're so great you know, mm-hmm. because the Oscars likes to give awards to uh, like adult dramas, you know, and yeah. they don't make a lot of adult dramas anymore. They make they spend you see these studios, they spend all their money to make three or four pole films because it's not just summer anymore. And then you have a film like Moonlight, which costs a million and a half dollars to make well, see, that's I mean, the model.
1: Remember when the recession hit, like yeah, Paramount yeah. Vantage, they dumped yep, the yep. $10 million, $12 million movie, and it was like, okay, we're either going to make a movie for a couple million or $300 million. Exactly. And they went to that model, and, yeah. I, you know, and I think film has suffered because of that. Because right. if you, I mean, you have your big fans who love comic book movies. I mean, I love them. But you know, oh, I like anybody solo. else, like, yeah, yeah. You, you just you just you get tiresome because they're cranking them out <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, at exactly. times
0: that's that's my problem. Is if they did like one a year or something, but it's like every all summer, it's like they they drop like six of them.
1: Yeah, and and you're and, like,
0: oh my god, enough of
1: this already. And I I don't even go to the movies like I used to. I used to go at least every week, maybe uh, you know, two three times a month. Last movie, I mean, I saw Rogue One like two months later, and then we saw Girl on a Train and Allied. That was like, and before that, I think uh, the Shallows was the last one we had seen before. I just,
0: oh my god, you know that movie wasn't half bad. That was kind of a good, like, fun movie.
1: I like, I love sharks. I love rain. I love water as you love Alaska. And uh, I was just into it. I was into it. Yeah. It was my type of movie. Just, I knew what to expect. Exactly. I wasn't, you know, so it, it really, and I mean, I I mean, how can you not look at Blake lively, but you know, she was, she was great though. I mean, she's really, I don't know. I really enjoyed that movie, but, uh, but yeah, man. The you know the Oscars. I you know I wasn't really excited to watch the Oscars the first year. I was just kind of like I didn't see many movies, and yeah. and I was just like I don't know. And then I thought Kimmel was great. Um, I, I really thought he did a great job, and it wasn't too political. Yeah, you know, I had a few things in there, but people just kind of you know. And one thing I'm gonna say, and then. We'll get a response from you and then we can move on. With last year with, you know, when you look at say the minority roles, like, I guess minorities, is the political term still, I don't know. But like really when, you know, Jada Pickett Smith was mad that Will Smith wasn't nominated for concussion, Spike Lee was upset, um, Michael B. Jordan didn't get nominated for Creed. But when you look at it, I mean those roles were eh, they were okay. This year, I don't it just happens the roles for especially African-Americans are it was so much better. And these movies are yeah. getting made around the Oscar time. So, uh, you know, I, I I just think certain films shouldn't be nominated just because it really should be based on the performance, even though I'm glad they diversified the Academy more instead of getting, you know, all right. white people. I mean, th- right. that's the key, and we saw that. But it was exactly. justified. These roles yeah. were I- amazing.
0: I don't really, you know what, man? You know me. I'm I'm am uh, a uh, social justice warrior, as uh, <laughs> angry people on Twitter would call me. I'm a liberal dude, and I I like representation, and I like um, I like I think that diverse roles make films more interesting because you're telling different stories. Um, and I, but I, I have to say that, like when you know Jada Pinkett Smith or Spike Lee or someone's complaining about the Oscars, it's like to me, it's like that's really the wrong fight because the good thing was, like you said, that they got more people uh, involved in the Academy, that mm-hmm. more people get an opportunity to make a film, um, and that's really the key. Like arguing about. You know, Will Smith. I mean, come on, dude. Like, you know, exactly like you said, concussion. And also, to me, I really like the movie Creed. But um, I honestly do not think that Michael D. Jordan is a great actor. I hated him on Friday Night Lights. That's just him. I think he, yeah. he's just, oh, oh, he always acts the same. He has yeah, and he was very, perfect for The
1: Wire because it was... Yeah, you know it yeah. was what it was. I don't want to spoil it in case anyone hasn't watched the Wire. Glenn. You and that was the Wire. probably his.
0: That was probably his best role because yeah. he was young and just doing it. Sure. I don't think he's a great actor. I haven't, you know, uh, actually, but I didn't see Fruitville Station, so
1: yeah, that was supposed I, to be
0: his real breakout role.
1: Yeah. No, I I like him and I loved Creed, but I didn't think it was an Oscar. I mean, I was a, yeah, I wanted Stallone to win so bad. But it's just, um
0: it's like you're saying though what we're talking about is the the level for what an Oscar movie is is actually a lot lower than it used to be.
1: hmm
0: So yeah. it's hard to even say
1: anymore, you know? Sure. And and it's I used to be I mean, I used to be especially in the nineties, I was so into the Oscars. Not as much, but I you know, I, I I still have to watch, I still have to keep up uh being in the industry. Uh, especially now, it's like when I, you know, I have close friends and that could be nominated at any time. It's like, you know, you're rooting for it, and you know, so. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was actually the, one of the lowest rated in nine years Oscars, but I thought it was one of the better ceremonies where the last few yeah. years have just been awful. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, do, um, I, I know. I noticed you had, uh, you know, and again spoilers for the arrival. You had a little uh, theory about the arrival. Do we want to talk about that, or do we want to save it, or
0: um, we want to want to save it to the end so then we can yeah. like not talk a spoiler.
1: Okay. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Okay. Okay. So, um, I, I've been honestly, Axel, so behind on television. Um, you know, I, I kept up with Westworld, of course. Um, believe it or not, I watched Designated Survivor <laughs> of Keeper Sutherland. I'm all over the map. Uh, I stopped watching Blind Spot. I'm behind on SVU. Uh, The Blacklist, I, I kind of, I stopped. Um, it just a lot of sh- the network shows. I just kind of, uh eh, I just, you know, I couldn't fit them in and they get built up and I just didn't feel like Marathon. I mean, I still have tons of Netflix shows I want to watch, um, but, um, you know, I got Taboo Saved on FX. I want to watch that. I guess I keep watching The Walking Dead, even though it's yeah. like you get a great episode and then a crappy episode, and it goes back and forth, and you're like, what the heck? But yep. And I, I am watching Homeland. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. How, how do you like Homeland this season? What's your take so far? Uh, you know, I mean... I
0: like the show because I like the production and the people, but it's such a crazy show, you know? I mean, how how many times does Carrie have to put her, her own life and the lives of countless other people in danger until people start saying, like, maybe we shouldn't really trust her? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> insane, dude. And this season is... I mean, I don't know why... Anybody would think that the relationship between her and uh what's his name? Quinn. Quinn is like so interesting. I don't care. I really don't like they could, they could kill him and I really would have, I really don't care. It just hmm. doesn't get, you know, I, I like, I, I wish. I like the show when it gets kind of a little bit more, it's, you know, I mean, it's like we've said before. It's like a little bit, it's like a little higher quality 24. hmm You know, it's not, I never thought it was a prestige show on the level of, like, the great shows on TV. But I still watch it. I still think it's fun. But, o. I are you into their relationship? Do you like him?
1: You know, I I, I do like him. <laughs> At first, I didn't. And then he kind of just... Grew on me, and I really was, and I was really into it. But I, I just wish they would have killed him off. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. this, yep. I mean, what's going on this season is just—it's it, rough. It's rough to see, and I just don't see um, it coming and getting like perfectly better, you know. Mm. So it's off the wall, dude. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, it's. Still- It's
0: a fun Sunday night show, but it's not, it's not, it's not the highest qual. It's high quality production, but the writing is just not fantastic.
1: Yeah, I I thought it topped out. Remember uh, the season? I don't know if it was last season or season, but where we didn't know when Saul was trapped and like that wherever he was, and he and they were setting him up. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. And you, you know, you know, you thought he was might have died or whatever. That was like, that was intense. That was, I thought, was like, wow, this the show's going to a new level. And then this show, it, it, this season has been slower, uh, yeah. but it, you know, I'm, like I said, I, I'm with you. I still watch it, and uh, you know, hopefully it'll continue to get better. I know there's only one more season after this, so oh,
0: you know, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's doing... The thing about that show is it has great moments, but then they don't hold up. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, what are you gonna do? So, what are you uh, gonna do? What to... So, what's next on the docket?
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, man. I've been. I have to tell you, I know that you're not into it, but I would shout out the Expanse. Um, It's a sci-fi show. It's based Mm -hmm. on a book series that was originally going to be a, like, massive multiplayer online video game. And it's the first season, I'd say it's only, like, 10 episode seasons, which I really like. Mm -hmm. And the first season, it takes a little while to kind of figure out where what the like kind of solidify the plot and also they kind of figure out who in the cast is important because I guess instead of just um adapting the books they are taking like the mains they're doing much more they're changing a lot more than say they change even on like Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. You know, they're taking like huge plot points and moving them around, but trying to keep the overall plot the same. And now it's in, it's almost, I guess, excuse me, like the middle of the second season. And I burned through the first season in like a weekend or something. I was like, this is a great, it's really good, man. It's a really good show. Uh, And I usually don't like sci-fi shows. It might mm-hmm. be the best show that was ever on that channel. I liked Battlestar Galactica, but I wasn't as huge a fan as other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it's good. I Actually, I got DJ Tim Hines to watch it, and he really likes it.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I, was, so I was at the bar, and I'm talking to this guy, and we're talking about acting and such. And, you know, we're just talking for like an hour, just me and him. And then he starts coming out with stuff he's been in, and it turns out it was Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, finally, I'm like, wait a minute. I know who you are. <laughs> I recognize you now. But it's funny because, you know, I'm having this conversation with him about acting and all that, and it's like, it's like I was talking to a colleague because, you know, everything I was saying, he experienced and we were going through stuff. And then when I found out, but he was a super cool guy. And we just really had a really great conversation just about the whole industry and everything. It was pretty awesome. Hey, you, you are colleagues, man.
0: You know, I mean, you know how acting is. You know, in a month, you could be a big star and he could knock get any parts,
1: you know, you never know. Yeah, that's true. We we hope we hope for the first part and not the latter. Hope he's still I'm sure he'll still be that But, so well. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just funny how you just you know, you you meet someone and you just talk and then next thing you know you're like, Oh shoot. <laughs> that's who that is. And we had a couple of couple of people we worked with, uh you know, I worked with, he worked with, so you know, we we're trying like, Oh yeah, no yeah. I haven't talked to her in a while you know, it's kinda of fun. Um, that's awesome. But have you checked out Taboo on FX?
0: You know, man, I couldn't make it through the first episode, I got to be honest. I just, it just just wasn't my thing. Um, I don't know exactly what it was going for. And having read reviews and hearing some podcasts talk about it, uh, I feel like maybe I made the right choice. Um, It just didn't seem to be that interesting to me. Right. yeah i, I haven't even,
1: you i haven't been i've been say i like i'm a big tom hardy fan that's why that's the only reason why i recorded i haven't watched it yet i've got like eight episodes on my dvr or whatever it is Yeah. um so i don't know i, I i'm going to check it out who knows the only problem i have i mean i love tom hardy but sometimes i can't understand him um he talks really low and he's like 65% alright cheers
0: I know. I'm like what? But it wasn't. It wasn't just the Bane character. That's him.
1: <laughs> actually, understood him more as Bane. Yeah.
0: Hey, let me ask you. Did you not make it through the whole tickled documentary?
1: Okay, so yeah, I I was watching it last night, and I was like, knowing it's an actual recommendation, I'm like, I got to stick with it. But I just the middle. It was it was late, and I got through. Um when they started talking about this person, this casting assistant in the nineties, who also was casting people for some tickle thing. So that's where I kind of dropped off. I was like, where's this going? I just watching people get tickled just wasn't my thing. (laughs) 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 It's a little bizarre.
0: Okay. just Just to give everyone background, there's this documentary called tickled and it's this, um, I guess he's from where, Australia or New Zealand?
1: New Zealand uh, reporter. New Zealand, yeah. Okay.
0: And he's the kind of reporter who reports just crazy, weird human interest stories, you know, like the guy who has a pet chicken, you know, just weird stuff, right? And he finds about this competitive tickling competition, these videos – and then he discovers that there's this whole weird internet stalking who's really making the videos why are they making it and you have to get it is a little uncomfortable because so the documentarian is gay but the guys who are in the tickle movies are turn out to be well the ones that they interview are and also are in the in the um in the videos, there's no, there's no like gay angle or, or, um, there's no really, there's no kind of even like sex angle. But it's like guys sitting on top of each other and tickling each other, and it's very homoerotic. And the guy who's doing the documentary was saying like this is part of the reason I was interested in it. Then he gets start getting all these weird emails from the lady who's, pe- so I don't want to give it away. Okay, okay. If it, you it, go it, it, past. Just past that part, that's when
1: the real story starts. Oh, interesting. Okay, because um, it's it was on, it's on again. Actually, started right now, and I am recording okay. it. Yeah. So so I can watch it because once because you said definitely. Def- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no no no. I was just I was just saying that when you said there's more of a mystery and more something about that I'm in. So I was yeah. like, okay, and because he definitely
0: there's a point in the mood. I mean, there's a little bit, it's sometimes it could have been like a half hour shorter, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that he goes, he keeps on showing the tickling stuff just to kind of hit you with what's really going on. That's why I think there's like, it's almost like, like I was watching it too. And it's like, okay, I get it. There's dudes tickling each other. Like, I don't need, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, because he's making fun of it. So it's weird that the guy making the movie, they're not exploring it in any way. It seems almost a repetition of it. But then when you get to the end, you kind of understand, oh, okay. I understand. <clears throat> he was almost like inoculating us to it. So gotcha. you could then show what's really going on but it's a weird story, man. I love documentaries like that that are just about some weird people. Yeah, no,
1: you're right. You're right. It is interesting. And I think it was, you know, kind of where I was at last night, I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm like, I got a couple hours. Do I, uh, why am I watching this? But I'm like, then once you said, dude, stick with, you know, you've always given me awesome recommendations as always. So I was like, all right. I, I saw it, it's on again tonight. So I was like, let me record it. And uh, let me let me get through it. It was kind of like that documentary, Glenn, uh, a good friend, Glenn. Uh, hot coffee. He he told me to watch, and I started watching yeah. it. And I just was like, eh. Yeah. But then within twenty twenty five minutes, you're you're right. like, oh wow. And the, the, this yeah. seems to be the the current theme with HBO documentaries. It seems.
0: Um, they lo- yes, you're absolutely right. They love movies like like also um. There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane.
1: Oh, that one. I loved that one, though, from the beginning.
0: <laughs> that movie is insane.
1: <sighs> yeah, That's the one about the one that no. was driving and... Yeah. And got in no. Oh, yeah. Yep. That one was crazy. Oh, my God. That's a good one. We highly recommend yeah. if you haven't seen that one. Uh, but so you're right, though.
0: HBO, they'll tend towards playing... Like they'll do a bunch of like human interest ones, you know what I mean? Like the typical mm-hmm. kind of helping people or something, you know, type documentary, which are not always my favorite because I feel like it's okay. I'm great. I'm glad somebody did that, but I, you know, I like weird shit, you know. And they do they do about half and half.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah Is there one, one...
1: doing? I can't remember. Well, there was one. I don't know if it was the half half hour one or along what was about that. Um, and I think it was HBO about that reporter who was taken as a prisoner um, overseas and he's trapped there and his family's trying to get him back. But there's a, you know, it, it's pretty tragic, actually. Oh, Daniel uh, Pearl. Yeah, is that the, I remember watching yeah, they, that a while ago. Right.
0: Yeah, they do. That's what I mean. They'll do the hum like... Yes, the political, social, culture
1: documentary. That's, you know, but then they do the weird stuff. There's an interesting documentary coming out. Uh, It was supposed to come out, actually, R.J. Mitre, I think his name from Breaking Bad, was a producer on it, and it was uh, The Disappearance of uh, Tara Kelico. I guess in the late 80s, she went missing, and they were doing a doc on it, but I guess they've come up with so much stuff that they're going to do an eight part series, kind of like making a murderer, I guess with the success of the jinx and making a murderer, the whole, you know, instead of doing a two hour doc, they're doing a series. So, um, you know, so it's about this missing person. This girl got, went missing in the late eighties. And so I've been following it cause I don't think he's a producer on it anymore, but I went on the website and they said, yeah, we're, we're still, we're going to make it a, you know, an eight-part series. So, because I, you know, the missing person thing's just really, um, I, you know, as much as I don't like people going missing, <laughs> but they just, it, it sounds terrible. But it they intrigue, freak, me. You're right,
0: dude. Me too. Me too, man. I mean, I I do that, those type of documentaries and series, when done well, um, <clears throat> they can be the best, man. You know, and I I think they're going to do another, I think they're going to do another episode of the staircase because there was a new um, something happened in the case. What?
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, I won't spoil it, but I think they're going to okay. do another episode. It'll probably come out
1: next year. Wow. Yeah, that was. I remember when you when you told me about that. I was I was hooked right away. That That's was one just, of the all time best, man. Yeah, it really is.
0: Oh, what a great doc series. Oh, some pretty good stuff. But hey, yo, I, I'm having fun here, but I got to cut it short, man. I know we're just on like 45 minutes. That's um, okay.
1: Lady uh, Soul just um, got home too. She got getting... home early, so all right. all we're, right. We're family men. We're family men now. But yeah, we wanted to give you a little taste, of this, let you know that Keith and Axel are alive, and we're going to continue podcasting. We just took a brief hiatus, but. We'll get the, uh, I'll get on my end, I'll get the, call um sound and everything fixed so you get the best quality as we're building our new podcasting network. And uh, I don't know if you are a Twin Peaks fan, but it comes back in May on Showtime for an 18-part series. And our good friend Bubba and Mork at the Double P Podcasting Network are doing this great podcasts leading up to it. Um, I, I don't know if, you know, I, I probably, you know, we don't know what we're going to do, but I'm sure, I don't know if you were a Twin Peaks fan, Axel, but it's definitely something I'd like to talk about. Not oh, not necessarily yeah. every week, but we could, well, who knows, you know, depending on when the leftovers come out and how busy. But uh, the fact that a show of that caliber uh, that went down the tubes after two seasons because of you know many things ratings and creative people you know mark frost and david lynch working on other projects um and came back to to fix it and then it just got canceled uh but 25 years later the fact that they're bringing back the series and i think they're gonna kind of continue where it left off because yeah. so that's gonna be interesting it could be really good or really awful <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um Perry and I have
0: been planning on doing a rewatch of the first two seasons. And I think I've talked about this before, how strange it is that my whole family got together and me, my, my older brother, my younger sister, my mother and my stepfather and watched the whole first season of twin peaks together. And then everybody, but I think me and my sister gave up after the first season, we watched the second season but what a weird show for a family to watch. I don't know why. <laughs> well, right, I it can was, just remember it was, being so uncomfortable, like, but wanting to watch it, but then also being like, why am I watching this when my mother
1: and my stepfather and my sister it's like, it doesn't no, it doesn't work. I know. It was a show before its time, but it was a big phenomenon yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't yeah. see it really until about, like, five or six years ago. I binged oh. it. Yeah, so okay. I didn't watch it around then. Yeah. So I was – Originally I had bought the first season, but they didn't have the pilot episode on there.
0: Oh, was, I remember. Yeah. Dude, it was so Stupid. video. We used, that used to be one of the prize possessions we had. We had the original pilot, And this was in, you know, the uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. We had the original pilot on VHS and DVD and people would come from like, I mean, we'd get a call from like California. Can you ship that to me? Oh, I swear I'll send it back to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd right. be like,
0: nope. No can do. That was like pre internet, you know?
1: Sure, sure. Wow. All right, Yeah, baby. so, all right, brother. Well, thanks for coming on again, brother. And that was great to catch up with you. Yes,
0: most definitely. And, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do this again. Maybe we'll have uh-huh. like bonus, bonus talk shoe episodes where it's just like old school.
1: Yeah, do some old school while I get all the technical <laughs> stuff. Hey, you know what? I think the okay. people that listen to this podcast anyway are old school fans anyway. So. Probably true, dude. Probably true. So, but as we, you know, as we boost the DVR podcasting network, we'll make sure quality. And we got yeah. some things planned for that. So, but for the meantime, to keep you interested, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll keep doing a few of these so we can, you know, it's good for us to chat and stuff with our busy schedule. so.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe we'll actually get a website up about
1: them. Hey, yeah, you never know. Ten years yeah. in the making. Yeah. All right, Solo, <laughs> you're the best. Give my best to Lady Solo. And you do the same, and it was great to have Locke on the film list. He made yeah, his deb- one of his debuts, probably his debut, yeah. All right. All right, Axel, thank you so much. Hey. We'll see you next time